Hello and welcome to another episode of R2 Pets. I am Vivian and I'm Leah. And this week we're going to try and keep things light because it's been a very miserable time. <laughs> Keyword being try. Yeah, how how is your week going? How has everything been for you, Leah? I've been good. Things have been very, very domestic. I'm trying out the life of a housewife and and I could um I always thought to myself I could be a housewife for like three, four months and then I'd get bored. But I've only been out of work for a few weeks now, so I've not yet reached the limit of boredness. You know? Mm. Yeah. How are things going with you? Good. I mean, I've been out home mostly there wasn't much to do and I'm not a housewife yet <laughs> you know when I was younger I really did think I would be a housewife really yeah like I remember this guy that I was speaking to I was 19 and stupid and I remember saying to him I want to be one of those women who goes to work and you know works on research for cancer and comes home and cooks for my husband so you were being a pick me at 19 I mean, who isn't a pick me at 19? True. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, I want to go and do groundbreaking research, work incredibly hard at work, and then come home and and cook for my man. Who knows what he's done with his day? And now I look back and I say, Vivian, why did you really have to be such a pick me? Like, why? We've all been a pick me at some point in our lives, but I really didn't expect my life to go the way it did. (laughs) What would you actually enjoying and prioritizing work yeah and coming home and feeling like I don't want to cook in fact if I can get a chef to make the food for me I would be I would be happy I would be happy with a house husband that cleaned and I could come home and have a clean house and we eat and you know he looks after the kids and stuff I think I'd be happy with that I think in an ideal world there'd be alternation where it depends on how contracts work and with jobs and stuff but with the industry that I'm working in now, it's not like everyone just has a permanent job. It'll be you're working on a project for nine months, a year, six month contract, and then you'll have time off to be a housewife. And then who knows what the other person's job time will be like. They may have times off where they get to be the house person. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, I think, you know, being a housewife or you know, the term staying at home to do something has a lot of negative connotations to it. Mm. And it's like, oh, you're submissive, you're this, you're that. But it kind of makes sense that if you're at home and you're not working, it makes sense that you would have food prepared or not necessarily for the person, but if you're going to, if you're going to be at home anyway, it makes sense that there would be stuff done. But if it's not done, it's not the end of the world either because you could have been working on a project or doing other things. But I think being a housewife, because obviously we relate it to, you know, the 60s where women were not allowed to work and all of that jazz, it feels mm. it feels very demeaning for somebody to say, oh, I want to be a housewife. But it actually is a lot of work. It is, and it needs to be recognised as actual labour that's actually productive to society. Like society wouldn't function without people raising kids. Literally, homes. like it just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. It is a lot of work. Even when I was a mum, for like <laughs> three months, <laughs> you know, I took on the role of being a mother for like three months. I was exhausted every day, every single day. Like, you know, cooking for them, making sure that they're entertained, and then trying to have a small life of your own. I, I just stopped doing everything and. It made me think, like, raw housewives be doing it, fam. They're doing more than me because all I have to do is go home, do my work, and come back. But they have to be looking after a whole ass human being, nurture them, make them feel loved. Sometimes they'll come to you and say, "Oh, I feel fat, or I'm ugly, or whatever." You have to be constantly. Well, the on kids it. will say that. Yeah, because when they start going to school and they start seeing things, they will just say things, isn't it? Oh. Kids, kids have kids have insecurities, like everybody like I remember my little niece she wanted to wear a little tank top she was like oh my god and to be look at my stomach my stomach is so big and you know 
that is something you have to nurture and that's not something that is in a book not everybody knows how to do that nobody we're not taught to you know do you know what I mean like you don't even know the right things to say in that moment because nobody teaches you this stuff so it's like yeah it's a lot of work and I rate those people that decide you know what I want to be a housewife it is not the easy way out this is what people need to understand we all joke around and say I want you know a sugar daddy it's all well and good when you're rich and you have 15 nannies it's fine but when you're literally the person cleaning cooking Mm -hmm. looking after the kids putting them into bed looking after yourself and all of that jazz it is bloody difficult very very hard Okay, I feel like I need to rephrase this. I would like to be one of the housewives, not but not on TV. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. You would like their lifestyle, but not have it filmed or go to ratchet yeah, and dinner. Yeah, none of the drama and yeah, not fighting like, with anybody. I was yeah. Just, it looks like, do you know what? I just want to be casually rich. That, that sounds like what it sounds like. I mean, that's not a bad idea because did you see, have you seen that? Well, you're on TikTok, but have you seen that TikTok of that guy going around asking people what they did? Oh, yeah. And the woman was like, um, I'm, I'm married. married. <laughs> <laughs> that is the level of rich I want to reach in my life where somebody's asking me, what do you do? You're like, what is a job? Like, <laughs> like what? I, I, can't, I, can't even, I can't understand the question. I can't relate. Like, what is a job? A job? A job. Okay, no. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. But, <laughs> it, yeah. It gets the point across, yeah. And you know she'd be living rich. Because look at the way this lady was dressed. Even her whole demeanor was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that did surprise me was how open a lot of those rich people were to saying what they did. But then again, we, don't yeah. know, we haven't seen the times that he's been rejected. We've only seen the times that people have been willing to speak. That's true, but a lot of them were like, "What do you mean? What do I do?" <laughs> as in, as in, doesn't everybody have a Ferrari? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing some of them were retired. Some of them were just recreationally wealthy. As in, yeah. But then there were some people who were like, "Oh, I." There was this um one Asian guy who was like, "Oh, I started a fintech company and I did this, that, and the other, and uh, that led to this company." And he like actually, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't see that one. I only saw the ones that circ. You know, I'm a fake TikToker. I only saw the one that circulated on Twitter. No, it's not a fake TikToker. You're just, you're just scared to give your details away to China. I mean, after seeing the social dilemma, they already have my details. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I were talking about in the past. Why is it that Western companies are, you know, like Microsoft, Google, you know, Twitter, Instagram? Why is it that it looks plausible for them to have our data, but China is like no they shouldn't have our data they're just as bad as each other yeah in terms of power grabbing right? yeah I yeah think China's just a bit more blatant about having concentration camps and ah that got dark again <laughs> exactly we tried to keep it light and <laughs> and the world just dragged us back down Honestly, these days, I'm just, you know what, though? I think that we're actually in hell. Um, so you think that us being alive now, we've lived a previous life, we were, bo- we were bad in the previous life, and then this is hell? That's the only plausible explanation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm having a because, good time in hell, though. <laughs> I mean, same. But, like, how is the world just so crap like I was I I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like okay my personal life me Vivian's life is doing well yeah and I'm so grateful for that you know thank god alhamdulillah me Vivian I am doing okay right Mm -hmm. but then the rest of the world is just hell like it's actually hell and it doesn't feel as if it's getting better and then, you know, you have people in your close circle as well. And they seem to be going through a really hard time this year. And that somehow makes my life not feel as good because yeah. everybody else, that, there's just so much suffering. I can't even enjoy the good things that come my way or the things that come my way. I can't enjoy it because there's so much sadness and there's just so much suffering. And hear me out, yeah? I think mm-hmm. that like judgment day is happening right now because in the quran it says something like 
judgment days is going to take 80,000 years or something, right? Hmm. I'm not sure. I think it's like 80 years or 85. Like, it's a very long time. Mm-hmm. Why would God kill all of us just to judge us individually? I think God is more efficient than that. I think <laughs> he's killed off some people and they're being judged right now. And we're just living in the aftermath of that. I, I genuinely believe so. Well, there are some Christians who believe that this is the end times. They're yeah. like, mm, it's a wrap. Goodbye, humanity. This was fun. Because why did I think it was going to be like, do you know when you watch those movies? I thought end times would be literally one day, thunder will strike earth and we would all die. No, it comes slowly. It comes in a pandemic and it comes in forest fires. And it comes... <laughs> I, know, I don't know. I, I've not read anything. I've not read Revelations. It seems like a scary book of the Bible. I will not come across it. I will just <laughs> listen to what people say when they throw conspiracy theories at me. I just trust them and say, okay, it is the end times. I'm not going to ask what's, what's, what's worse that's going to happen. This year just feels really awful. Because I was speaking to the boyfriend about, he was telling me about the possibility, because he's an atheist, that we're all living in a computer simulation. And I remember just thinking, well, why in the computer simulation did they allow for for rape and murder and all of this stuff couldn't it have just been like a like couldn't they edit that stuff out in the computer simulation like in the codes mm. just be like like the way that you you tell your computer how to calculate things couldn't you be like yes computer but you also can't murder people or mm. you can't murder the sims but then he was mm. saying that like how when he had sims he would kill them and he would lock them in rooms and and take away the door just to see what happens and to watch them burn and everyone has done that everyone has got their sims pregnant just for fun Everyone okay. has put their swim in a, in a swimming pool and taken away the ladder so that they drown, apparently. Yeah, but I don't really believe... Oh, well, I'm not trying to insult the boyfriend's intelligence, but I think surely if we were in a computer simulation, we... I don't know, like, why is it that we discovered computers? So would it, would it be the computer that put the idea into us to develop a computer? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds very complicated, actually. <laughs> so, common theory that we could all be living in a simulation. It is a simulation of some sort, to be fair. It's just not the... I guess it's just not the simulation that I'm, I'm imagining in my head. Do you think him being an atheist affects your, like, stance on religion at all? Not particularly. I feel like there's certain things that are so ingrained in my brain that I... I really resist removing them. Like when he asks like really logical questions about religion and the Bible, I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> why are we asking questions? What? Um, like if God created us, where did God come from? Yeah, you see, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. You don't want to <laughs> no, you don't want to because I've done that to myself, right? And there's just no answer for it. And if we do have souls, is it just humans that have souls? Do animals have souls? What happens to the souls? Where do the souls come from? God. (laughs) (laughs) That one I can answer. (laughs) See, that's the thing. I will say God, and he'll be like, but where did God get it from? Who is God? Where is God? Who made God? This is why I don't look up at the sky, because... (laughs) (laughs) You you close your eyes every time you look up. (laughs) No. Leah, I don't look up at the sky. No word of a lie. I'm not one of those people that's going to be going stargazing anytime soon because eh? every time I look up at the sky, my brain goes into overdrive and there is just so many questions I want answered. And it's just, it makes me question too much about my existence. And I don't want to believe. And, you know, I really find it interesting how people um, can think that their life is just. Like, your life has meaning when you're alive, but, like, how can you just be alive and then just die and then that's it? Okay, so, segueing from that, so we were doing the 36 questions to make you fall in love. Oh, and... that's great! That's great, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, one of the questions was, if you could have anyone at a dinner party, I think, dead or alive, who would it be? And we were mm. thinking and thinking, and I said that I would invite Jesus just because I wanted to know for, for a fact if he if if what he intended came true 
if he really was the person that he's that everyone thinks he is or is it just that things got lost in translation like what would jesus think about christianity today and and stuff like that and i think he said that he i can't remember who he said maybe nelson mandela and then i was just thinking that so we were just talking and he was like yeah but you'd have to fill jesus in on everything that happened and i was like what do you mean and he was like you know because he's been dead and i and that made me realize that to him when people die, they just cease to exist. Whereas in my head, that people float around in the sky and know everything that happens. Mm. Like it didn't occur to me that I would have to fill Jesus in because I just assumed in my brain that Jesus would know everything that happened because he'd been floating around in the sky, looking down and just seeing everything that had happened. So he'd be mm. ready, dinner party ready, the moment that he arrived at my table. Yeah, you see, I couldn't, I couldn't live like that. <laughs> I, I couldn't live thinking that when people die, they just die. It's not like I want to be in touch with the dead, but it just, I don't know. It's a bit, is it depressing or is it, is it, is it freeing? What do you think? I personally find it terrifying. Like he looked me yeah. in the eyes and he said, and he told me that he didn't have a soul. And I was like, oh, don't yeah, you see? You see? <laughs> see, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I would be, I would be like, what? Let me pray for you. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I already had so many questions that, like, I, I would consider myself agnostic because I have so many questions that just went unanswered. So I'm like sitting on the fence where I still have some of the things that were ingrained in my head to believe, certain questions that I just knew or was taught not to ask because the answer is God. Mm. And he just asked the questions and was like, no, this doesn't make sense. Answer my question. Like, uh, whereas I was just like, um, people float in the sky and God and sprinkles and fairy dust. And, you know, <laughs> and it is also really, really comforting for me because when he was asking me those questions, it felt like a security blanket was being ripped away from me. And I was like, no, this is the order of the world. Don't ask me to reorder the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This reminds me again of, you know, OV's How to Fail episode i know we've mentioned mm. it before but it kind of reminds me of the analogy that he gave of um you know kids being allowed to be free with their creativity and when you give children a pen a lot of them, and you ask them to draw a box a lot of them won't draw boxes it, it was a, it was a great analogy but basically saying like if you just allow if you just rare people just allowed people to grow in the way that they are there would be just such eccentric people that lived in the world with their own ideas and things that actually made them happy. Mm. And I'm like you, like religion and I shouldn't even say religion, but my faith has always been a comfort zone for me. And even the idea that, okay, God doesn't exist terrifies me because I'm like, okay, so why, why am I here then? My purpose on this earth feels very futile if i'm not doing it for a reason i feel like his go-to is to be like yeah well we all came from an exploded star and when we die we'll go into the ground he's a physicist obviously so we can discuss this but even <laughs> even as a chemist like that is not good enough of an explanation for me it's not good enough because then i could ask you the same question where did gases come from you're gonna say a black hole five 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 thousand billion years ago okay so where did that star come from and where did hydrogen come from go and answer me and how did the universe decide to be a black hole well you know things At just come together by chance okay so what is chance or you know random stuff okay so how is it that in that randomness you can have hydrogen and you can have helium and you can have carbon, but like that seems so absurd for there to be a god. Vivian, I yeah. only have GCSE, biology, chemistry, physics, and religious <laughs> education. I cannot answer your question. <laughs> no, because like even all these physicists, when they come up with all these equations, yeah, we've discovered that there's a black hole. Okay, where did the black hole come from? oh yeah you know the universe years ago there was a this there was a that okay where did that come from oh you know five thousand billion years. okay so what about what was there before oh just nothing okay so how is it that by randomness this helium came together a big bang happened does that even make sense 
a big bang and now we have earth with water come on come on come on come on let's be let's 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 <laughs> oh, come on. are you are you denying the big bang i'm not denying the big bang but i'm just saying it's just as um far-fetched right for us to believe in the big bang as it is to believe in a god so but what about god being behind the big bang in, in that's theory, what i think I think that God is behind the Big Bang. But obviously people are like, oh, I believe in the Big Bang because I can do this equation and it gives me this answer. Yeah, well, who came up with maths? Did maths just pop into your head? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I only have GCC maths as well, so I cannot. <laughs> maths is so abstract. What do numbers mean? Nothing. Like, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, we can build houses, yeah, we can do this, but again, in the grand scheme of things, what is physics? Go on. I'm hearing, <laughs> go on. Who developed it? Go on. <laughs> Leah's like, All of, this vim, <laughs> All of this vim needs to be directed away from me and needs to be directed towards the... <laughs> The scientists in question. Look at your own scientific community. Address them in that direction. Me with my GCSE, I'm just happy to ask questions. <laughs> and to believe that people live in clouds in the sky and look down on the earth and know everything that happens. Leah's like, Viv, I was okay believing people in the sky. Why are you guys doing this to me? <laughs> oh my god no but Leah I'm like you I believe that there are people in the sky and that... <laughs> when you say it like that it makes us sound just like those Scientologist people who believe no, that does. aliens landed on the planet <laughs> no it does it does it makes it makes us sound like very super, very superficially believing but yeah that's just my vim in it that's just that's just my take on on that no they're all valid questions because i don't feel yeah, like yeah. even if even if the information and the answers is actually out there maybe they're not as easily accessible to people as like that kind of level of, of physics or chemistry or, or or scientific knowledge isn't common no it's not it's not it's easily not. distributed for people to, like it's there for people to search for but it's who even knows some of the questions to ask yeah yeah and even us like even in physics they've the, the beauty of science is that we don't, science is not this homogenous thing. Do you know what I mean? It changes, it's fluid, it's dynamic. So there could be an idea that was proposed, like when they said the earth was flat and then we discovered that, oh no, actually the earth is round because literally somebody went out out of space to see it. So a lot of the time I feel like, you know, as scientists, I feel like scientists are probably, should be the most open-minded people because Theories get disproved all the time. Mm. You know, there are ideas that we've had about different, multiple things that have now been completely disproved because of new information. So, yeah, I agree with you that although the information is out there to be consumed, a lot of the times it's way too complicated and only the elite understand it anyway. I remember even like, you know, when quantum physics became a thing, a lot of classical physicists were like, nah, this isn't a thing. They're like, mm, really, that you reducing something size really changes its properties? Yeah, sure, right. And then, you know, they disproved a lot of the things that we previously thought about particles and all of that jazz. I'm sorry, this is very, very detailed science that nobody ever needs to know unless they work in the field. But essentially what I'm saying is that there needs to be room for discourse and conversation. And I'm actually glad that you guys are having those type of conversations because it just opens the ground to understanding each other's perspective a little bit better. No, I think the compromise will be letting me do <clears throat> letting me do things for pump and ceremony just in case while he slightly rolls his eyes at it. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I've already requested that like I, I kind of would like a a, a religious wedding. Yeah. He, he's like all up for a church if it's a cute church to get married Fair. in. And then I was like, I would like my kids to be baptized just because one of the questions that never sat right with me when I was getting, I got confirmed into the Methodist church at 13. Right. And um, I remember before you do that, you sit down with the priest and you ask them all sorts of questions and they go through the religion with you so that you kind of understand 
what you're signing up for though I never signed up for it my parents were the ones that pushed us and was like you're getting confirmed now like it wasn't us making that decision to to go towards the religion which I think is wrong but um one of the questions I asked the priest was this whole idea that everyone is born with original sin and until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you will go to hell when you die so I was like okay but what about babies so a baby in theory is born with original sin so if the baby were to die before it's baptized is it just going straight to hell and the answer Mm -hmm. is yes and I was like but how can an all-loving God send a baby to hell when the baby has never had the opportunity or the chance to redeem itself or to learn about God that doesn't make sense to me and then but then they were saying that oh maybe they'll go to heaven but then it's like but then the rule is what is the rule then is the are the rules flexible Mm. but anyway so there was I never got a straight answer back so I'm just like okay I'm going to baptize all my children just in case because that apparently will cover them until they able to accept Jesus for themselves like it doesn't there was there were so many loopholes but um the point is if i'm if i have kids with the boyfriend then Mm. they'll be baptized and he's like okay fine let's get them into the good the good schools let's scam the system i'm glad he's looking at it and he's thinking how could i take advantage of this (laughs) of this very (laughs) religious (laughs) is because it's true most of the schools are always catholic so fair enough (laughs) Mm. fair enough onto a more somber note uh i don't know if if you've been online, you have definitely seen, you know, what we're, we're about to talk about. And it's sad, it's devastating, but it needs to be spoken about because I am from a Nigerian heritage. I love Nigeria. I'm very, very in tune with my culture. I have family back home. I was born there. I am Nigerian. And, you know, for years, for years, for as long as I've been alive, we've always, you know, talked about, oh, Nigeria's going to be better, Nigeria's going to be better, things are going to be good, you know, we're going to get a president that's actually going to care about the people. But Nigerians in general, we're very, very hardworking people. And a lot of the times, the country is so bad that most people just move out anyway. And they live in Western countries like me and like me, what my family did, like people that moved to America. So it just feels like Nigeria's just where you go back home and you have a good time and come back to reality here. But there are some people that their reality, their day-to-day is living in Nigeria. And over the past couple of weeks, there has been lots of talk about SARS, which is the Special Armed Robbery Forces Department that has that was created to tackle robberies in Nigeria. So thieves, people that deal with fraud and to arrest them, they were given an insane amount of power, which they have clearly abused. And prior to this protest, I have seen multiple videos on Twitter, multiple accounts of people saying SARS killed my brother, SARS just beat up my son, SARS extorted us, SARS raped me. And I just kept thinking, what the hell is SARS, right? I was just like, what is this thing that, you know, who are they? Where are they from? I initially thought that they were the army who just had who just left the the forces and are now just causing chaos because I think I've read stories about you know when people come back from the army and they're so pent up with anger or something and they just treat citizens like crap no they're just police officers who are disgusting and the youth are finally mobilizing themselves they are doing this uprising i am so 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 proud of the nigerian community right now who are fighting for this cause who are down there protesting every single day they are literally risking their lives to peacefully protest for change in the country and nsars nswats and whatever whatever new thing they're going to try to create in order for them to carry on abusing their citizens and whatever it is. And you know what? Get rid of Buhari in the meantime. Dismantle the government. Have a revolution because we deserve to have a country that we are proud of. We deserve to live peacefully. We deserve to have our democratic right upheld. We deserve to be able to dress however without being killed or being raped or being kidnapped or being extorted which I have seen as well like 
it's just been devastating to read and to see the videos and not be able to actually do anything but you know there are places that i think you can donate which we will we will put in the in the description box they have all these women who have come together who are helping with legal aid who are helping with food and it's just such a beautiful sight to see because they call our generation the generation of ninnies but we are the one actually leading the change and more power to them and NSARS. It's just been really hard to see that, like, again, another instance of so much suffering and, and police brutality that's just been normalised in another country. And I just, it's like I messaged you and I said that you get you do get filled with hope when you see people protesting and you see people pushing back against the government, but then you, like, at the bottom, and you want to root for them. And you do, but at the same time, at the back of your mind, you know that some people are going to die and you know that some people are just going to be arrested and there isn't going to necessarily be due process for everybody. And that not everybody who's going to, like that legal aid may not reach everybody. And there's some people who are going out knowing that. So it's a lot to to ask people to risk themselves, to root for people to risk themselves for the greater good. Yeah. How is it the police that are supposed to protect us are killing us? This is the same thing we're fighting in America and we're saying, okay, that's based on race, on race, okay. But we're the same people, we're the same blood. We've grown up in the same place. How is it that you get a little bit of power and you misuse and abuse it in this way? Just because, because citizens don't carry guns in Nigeria, Leah. It's not Mm. a thing. So there's not the need for the lethal force that the police are holding. No. I think one of the one of the demands that the protesters are asking for is actually that police officers are pay, are paid a fair and a fair wage like that they're paid more money mm. because they were I, I suppose their theory is that some of the reasons why these police officers abuse their power is for financial reasons is for financial gain and if they were well compensated enough in their actual positions and that might reduce the the need for them to do that but I do think that there's something about unregulated unchecked power Mm. that just allows people to just like you think that you're doing one small thing and then I can I can easily see how it will escalate from from extortion to beating someone up to rape to murder just because you know that you'll get away with it and it just reminds me of how what you were saying um you were asking what do the actual members of the Nigerian parliament do like you were saying where is the health minister where is the prime minister? Like, where are all of these? Where is the head of police? Where are all of these elected government officials? And what are they actually doing within their day to day, if not solving all of these problems that have been around for years? That's my problem with it. It's the fact that even me, yeah, I work from home sometimes. And when I don't do work, I feel bad because I'm getting paid to work, right? These people, not only are they getting paid to, to work, which none none of them are doing anything because how is it we have an energy minister and Nigeria still doesn't have stable electricity in 2020 and Nigeria is one of the the world's leading um, exporter of crude oil. Okay, that makes no sense. That makes that actually makes zero sense that there's no stable electricity in homes in Nigeria. And what's worse about it is that people pay. People pay to have electricity, but this but the, the, the National Energy Association decides when they're going to turn on lights in people's homes. And they will leave it not turned on for months. And then one day they'll be like, Oh yeah, do you guys want electricity? Oh, we can turn it on for five minutes. For service that people are paying for. Where is the health minister? Why are there no good, 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 good hospitals in Nigeria with working equipment, with top of the range? Why is it that people have to be flown out of the country to be looked at, well looked after? In a country that there are multiple billionaires, where politicians is are billionaires, how is it politicians are billionaires but the civilians are suffering? This just the greed, the greed is insane. It's it's actually insanity. Where is the transport minister? What is his role except executing budgets? That's all they ever do. Budgeting, budgeting, budgeting. We have not seen it in the in the country. 
there are still roads which are unpaved in Nigeria. The transport system is still crap. So what are they really doing? What are they really spending money on if it's not on themselves and just stealing it? Three years ago, or was it, yeah, three years ago when Buhari became the president, they were exhuming graves and finding money there. Okay, what happened to that money? Has the change been seen by civilians in Nigeria? No. What is there to do? Why are the, why is it that the same people have been ruling us since we gained independence? Was it now 52 years ago? It's the same people in power. And we have supposedly elected them in those roles. Well, not me, because I'm not voting. But you know what I mean. Like, the citizens have supposedly elected them to be there. And they're not they're not fighting for the citizens. They, they have a manifesto, but their manifesto is just basically, oh, Nigeria will be better. Okay, but when? It can't... It, doing better is a doing word. It's, it's a verb. It's an action. You have to act on it. Do you ever feel an obligation to go back to Nigeria to make things better? I don't think I can do it alone. Because I feel like I sometimes think about that with with Kenya and how I think I've been told that Kenya is getting more and more corrupt and that life is getting slightly harder to live if you're not participating in said corruption. Just because it's very hard to get things passed through, very hard to actually get official things done if you're not gre- if you're not greasing someone's palms and i do think i do sometimes think about all of the people that have just collectively left all of the these are all the capable people all of the you know the doctors the engineers the the educated people that have gone to opportunities elsewhere and i do sometimes think what would happen if we all came back it would have to be a collective yeah that's what i'm saying like i couldn't do it by myself I couldn't do it alone. I couldn't decide, okay, today I'm going to go back to Nigeria. I I could make small changes. And yeah, of course, you know, the small changes are what leads to the bigger changes. But it's not enough for me, one scientist, to make the widespread changes that we need to see in Nigeria. And you can't really make those widespread changes unless government changes, unless there are policies being written up and people are actually following them. So it's like, I don't need to be political, but there needs to be a framework that works for everybody. Do you, know, do you understand what I mean? So it's like, okay, we're voting, we're electing these politicians, but half of them aren't doing the right thing. And if you're that single person that decides, okay, I'm going to do the right thing, nine times out of 10, you're going to get killed. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how many people? Because I'm sure there has been people who have said, come on, like, we actually need to do the right thing. Come on, like, we actually need to pave the roads. How are we just going to keep... Because I don't get the, the satisfaction in just stealing money. Like, how is that your only goal? Yeah. Why is there no other motivation? Why isn't, why isn't there a motivation to make Nigeria a technological hub? Do you know how many startups were, were, were started in Nigeria in the past five years? Dubai was a desert 20 years ago. It is now a tourist hub. Like Everybody wants to go to Dubai. Mm. Why, why do we not have an end goal? Why is it that a lot of people, when they think about going into politics, it's like, oh, we're just going to make loads of money. Why is there no other motivation? I, d- I don't know. I feel like everyone is out for themselves. And it's, uh, it's something that I really don't understand how you can be so willing to be rich by yourself while you watch people suffer when everyone can just have a decent way of life and then you could be a bit comfortable. Yeah. There is no such thing as social housing in Nigeria. So it's, it feels very bleak and very just like, oh, life is, is shit anyway. But it it's nice like it's great to see people actually talking talking the talk and walking the walk and to see all these celebrities all these news outlets actually support them it's been such a wonderful experience and you know what i'm actually very proud of our generation if if there's anything that has come out of 2020 is that people are going to not underestimate us anymore they're not going to look at us and say, oh, those those young people, what do they know? What knowledge do they have? But we have a lot of knowledge because we do research. We don't just we don't we don't just do things based on what people tell us. We actually go out and we educate ourselves. And honestly, I would like to see Nigeria change for the better in my lifetime.
I would really, really, really love to see changes. And honestly, more power to you people. I pray that these police officers actually calm down and stop shooting civilians who have no guns, who have nothing, who aren't fighting the police. They are just asking for them to not be killed anymore and reform in the police department. Which isn't that hard because half of them don't do anything anyway. <laughs> it's not like America where they actually have a racist framework and it, it requires them to turn it down. They don't do anything anyway. Do they do real investigations in Nigeria? I don't think so. So you might as well start again. But yeah, I just thought I'd give my little two pence on the NSARS saga and I'm closely watching what's happening and how far this can go I hope they listen to them I hope they make changes and yeah people stay safe out there everybody that's protesting please stay safe as much as you can anyway yeah and like you said we'll we'll put resources of of how people can reach out and help and and support in the description box everything is just so overwhelming it really really is i sometimes sit there and i think am i actually like i'd like to think that i was capable of some big great thing but am i actually like there's people who there's actually people who decide to go up against a government and know that it will probably kill them and they do it anyway Mm. and i'm just like where does that come from that that drive mm, passion yeah. that total desire to be like i may die i i likely will die but there's a chance that i won't so i'm gonna take it anyway i'm gonna take the risk anyway i think it comes from um living in a society that isn't changing your whole generation and I think we've been very blessed to live in the UK. Don't get me wrong. The UK is messed up too in their own way. But like we've been blessed not to have that just outright violence towards us. Like mm-hmm. you can't shoot. You can't shoot a gun in the UK. They will investigate that bullet. They will investigate the gun. They mm-hmm. will investigate the police officer. Whereas living in a country where you you may die anyway if you don't protest for this right. Yeah. I mean, I still don't know where, you know, that that drive comes from, but it seems like everybody has a story to do with SARS or when we talk about Black Lives Matter in America, even us, when we talk about Black Black Lives Matter in the UK, we've all gone through the experience, one form or another, we've all gone through it. And especially if your life is at stake anyway, I guess for some people, it's like, do you know what? It's worth me fighting to break down this system because I might lose my life, but it means that the next child won't lose theirs because I could have just lost my life anyway and there would have been no changes. I sometimes just wonder how many people have to die for change to come. Like, what's the limit? Like, what is the actual number of people that that have to be sacrificed or put themselves on the line again and again and again until the scale tips because it seems like the number is ridiculously high Mm. it's so high it's so high and nobody should ever have to die just for asking for basic human rights humans really are the worst (laughs) they are god said it in the bible fear humans seven times before you fear me (laughs) Seven times. That is a lot. <laughs> before you before you fear God. Honestly. Mm. Because yeah. Just the things that they're capable of. We're so evil to each other as well. Why? Greed. It's too much. It's too much. I'm trying to think of a lighter topic to segue. <laughs> Everyone is pregnant. <laughs> Everyone is pregnant, expecting a baby. Nicki Minaj proudly gave birth to her baby son. Now she has a real son. I mean, 
she's been talking about it metaphorically in her lyrics for a very long time but there is a son there is a little baby baby menage and yeah congratulations to you and yeah enjoy motherhood it's something that we know she's always wanted for a long time because she's spoken very openly about it so Mm. that's sick yeah and then kelly Rowland is pregnant again she looks so beautiful did you see the pictures oh no no i didn't let me see is it on instagram yeah she always looks beautiful she's one of those annoying people she went on the Graham Norton show and Graham was like, oh, so what do you do to keep your body in check? And she was like, oh, I go for walks. Every now and then yeah. I just go for a walk. And he he looked at her and he was like, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kelly, I've been walking for the last two months. I don't look like you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like you at all. In fact, I've been going on runs for the last two months and I still don't look like you. So, hmm a walk <laughs> a walk do you know what i saw that was really really cool you know mindy kaling oh my god yeah i saw that as well but say it <laughs> the fact that she just surprised people and she's like yeah guys i was pregnant this whole time i had a baby just cash that's the kind of energy that i want to have i want to surprise people did you know what i want sometimes i think that i would it would be so interesting if, if i was in the public eye and then it's only 10 years down the line that people realize that i had a husband and kids this whole time a secret family. That's what I want. Now, when I saw that, I was like, Mindy, we don't even know that you're... Is she, is she with someone? I don't think... She hasn't announced anything. She just has baby daddy. BJ... I My theory was that BJ Novak was the father, but he's the godfather. But mm. we don't know who it is. We don't know anything. She's not saying anything. She's just you saying what? the names of the kids. We don't see their faces. Maybe sis just went to the sperm bank and picked her picked herself up. Maybe. Mm. Or maybe she just doesn't want us to know her man. But I saw that too and thinking, Mindy, you've been posting every single day. Exactly. That's so what you're I'm telling so me. Sure. How many times where did you start taking these pictures for you to be posting them? Eh? Nah, mm. she's jokes, man. Just coming like, yeah, I got a whole ass baby. A whole ass baby. So this whole year she was pregnant basically. She had the baby mm-hmm. in September. Yeah, September. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's always been that's I've just found that so admirable. Secret babies. That's what I'm all, I'm all about. Secret babies. Okay. So what next year you're gonna just come out one day and have a baby? Yep. No, don't do that, please. I, I not don't next year. Sorry, I just realized what you said. Oh, um, no. <laughs> don't do that not not because i'm not saying not to have a baby i'm saying don't have a baby without telling me please (laughs) i think it's also a cultural thing because um my mom is really close friends with a a Ghanaian woman and my mom only found out that like keep in mind we've known this family for years at this Mm. point maybe yeah at this point like two decades and um she only found out after the woman's grandchild was born that her daughter who my mom has known and seen and talked to was ever pregnant wow it was like auntie emily i want you to know that i have a grandchild come and see the grandchild my mom was like huh <laughs> oh no nah. one thing about the one is a mother, they can keep us not even a keep see they can keep a secret yeah only those people that really need to know will know that is one thing you can be sure with African women. My mom is always telling me to keep things secret. My mom is always like, close your mouth. You're talking too much. Don't tell people this. Daddy doesn't need to know that. Keep quiet. So yeah, I, I 100% believe it. But I remember my mom was saying that in Kenyan culture, because um, I'm assuming, looking back, I think it's because of infant mortality rates and people not knowing if their children would survive. She said that they didn't, they don't buy anything for the baby until the baby is born and alive and safe. Then they scramble to get clothes and nappies and diapers, and but they don't have like a nursery full of stuff. Like we do. <laughs> and and obviously, and uh, my mom's Ghanaian friend just didn't tell anybody that her daughter was pregnant until the baby was here and safe. Fair enough, you know. Even close, close friends. 
I often think about that. I often think about whether or not I would I would announce my pregnancy, like if if I would even tell my friends. But I don't know. I don't know how I'd be able to keep that a secret for yeah. It's not the friends that you'd have to see. Like I'm I'm sure I'm sure the girls' friends knew the people that saw her knew, but it's just mm. if you didn't see her or if you just because she's quite she's a very slim woman. So if she just had a big jumper on, maybe you wouldn't have known. Oh wow! Because I because I, I just think so. What I would just like not speak to anybody on the phone because I've I've got a really big mouth. Like if my back is hurting, I'm like, oh my back is hurting, <laughs> and they ask me, oh why is your back hurting? I'm like, oh yeah, you know I'm pregnant. <laughs> like I wouldn't. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to be like, oh yeah, I just slept on the wrong side of the bed. That's that's a lie. Like I I wouldn't be able to do that. So I don't know how I'd be able to, even like there'll be some things in my life that I'll say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep it a secret. And then somebody will ask me, oh, so what about X, Y, and Z? Like, oh yeah, you know, this happened and that happened. And then like, I just, I don't know how to keep a lot on my mouth. So maybe that's something I have to learn. <laughs> I sometimes think that too. I always have the intention to lie and then it doesn't work out well. Right, right. It, do you know what it is? Lying is so much harder than telling the truth. Mm-hmm. That is why I praise these people who can just be upset all the time. Do you know how much effort it takes to be angry? Yeah. Like, it takes bare effort. <laughs> so walk past someone and not say hello. Oh, my God. That takes so much effort. <laughs> I can't do it. And you know what? I've started looking at Instagram through a different lens now. I've started what to kind look of at lens? Instagram as like a photo album. Because mm-hmm. some people, I'll go on their Instagram pages and their captions isn't, you know, you know how we're always trying to like come up with sassy captions. Their captions are literally stuff like, oh, I really enjoyed my birthday when I turned 21. This was a good day. And then their next picture will be, I don't know, them getting married, like, oh, my wedding was so beautiful. Like, it's them, it's kind of like a journal mm-hmm. of their life. Like, I've been on some people's Instagram pages, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be so amazing to look back on 10 years from now. Yeah. If they still have Instagram, like, it's going to be so amazing to just see. And to read the captions as well, because the caption is, like, a little notes that you write against the picture, isn't it? Hmm. Um, If there was a way to get that printed, that would be awesome. I feel like that is a service that people have. Just turning to get your Instagram, Instagram photos. photos. Yeah. But speaking of um, pregnancies, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend recently lost their son. Um, yeah. And that just kind of links to what we were talking about earlier about how in some cultures people will keep pregnancies secret until the baby's arrived safely. Mm-hmm. But there was all sorts of controversy about whether or not they should have shared as much as they did about the baby's death because they did post a picture of social media of Chrissy in anguish in the hospital room. I personally believe they should have just—they're allowed to share whatever they want to share. I think this is a classic case of people who don't know what's going on chiming in their opinion because they've seen the end stage, right? So I follow Chrissy Teigen on Instagram. I don't know if you follow Chrissy as well, uh, just because I love her and I just find her very just funny and she's a light. She's a positive light. I think I follow her on Twitter. Oh, right, yeah. I follow her on Instagram. And Chrissy does long Instagram stories. Like, literally her whole life is on her Instagram stories. And when she started, you know, having complications with her pregnancy, basically bleeding, she documented all of that on her social media, right? Mm. So those people that don't follow her on Instagram didn't know that. For, like, the past, I think... But prior to her unfortunately losing the baby, for like two weeks, she was on strict bed rest. Couldn't get up to have a shower. She said she could only shower like once or twice a week. Mm. And could only have like not even a proper shower. She had to be sitting down because she was just bleeding the whole time. And essentially what had happened was the placenta was like basically breaking down, even Mm. though the baby was so healthy and she was so healthy. She didn't feel anything. She, she was saying, like, he is the strongest of all my babies. I feel really, really healthy. But my placenta is just, like, not, you know, doing what it's supposed to do. So when she moved to the hospital and she was, you know, getting all these blood transfusions and stuff, she was still very, very positive. 
people that followed her like me were like praying for her that you know she comes out the other side I was religiously following her post because she she was very transparent about what she was going through and I think a lot of this revolves around the romanticizing of pregnancy Mm. that it makes people forget that sometimes pregnancy goes wrong and it's just as important as a bad pregnancy is just as important as a good pregnancy and you know one of it results in having a baby but one of it results in possibly losing your child and those two experiences are completely valid and normal if you're going to go through pregnancy so when she came out and she had those pictures it wasn't surprising to me because I had already seen all of that stuff in fact I kind of expected her to do it because it kind of makes sense from somebody who had been so open about you know what she was going through with her pregnancy and having blood transfusions and stuff it would have like we would have celebrated her if she had posted her pictures in labor and had a baby so why is it we couldn't grieve with her because she lost her baby do you know what I mean why is it has to be oh you have to grieve in peace but be joyful in front of everybody else why couldn't she be why was it a problem that she was totally transparent about everything because I think if if that was a picture of oh look I have a baby everybody would be like oh so beautiful so this so that so this oh but look you know sadly I've lost my baby and everyone's like oh my god how dare her take pictures in the delivery room newsflash everybody takes pictures in the delivery room Mm. Um, people were commenting that they may have just hired a photographer to be in the delivery room and instead of capturing a happy moment the photographer may have captured a sad moment and then also other people who have actually lost children or who went into their delivery room knowing that there was a chance that the child would be stillborn were encouraged by their hospitals to hire photographers because unlike other family members who get to take their babies home the only memories of their baby would be in the delivery room mm-hmm. and then the time mm-hmm. that they get to hold their child afterwards that would be it so they were encouraged to take lots of photos and and to really really document the process because when you come home empty-handed what else do you have yeah what else do you have and i think i think a lot of people have reduced obviously because of this life of social media that we all live people forget like there are real experiences that you know we all go through and you know you, you the, your thought process is oh what did they just say oh let's quickly take a picture and post it on instagram no it's not that it's not that pathetic like nobody thinks that way unless you're an influencer who needs to document your whole life then yeah but this is actually a very devastating moment and it's not surprising to me that she has pictures of them it's actually not it's only if you're if if you've never been through that or if you don't know anything about pregnancy if you don't know anything about baby loss I'm sure she didn't say oh let me get a photographer to take these pictures to put them in black and white to post them on Instagram I'm sure that wasn't Chrissy Teigen's ideas so for all of those people who were chatting shit just shut your bloody mouth because let's just hope you will never ever be in a devastating situation like that and have everybody in the world some people judge you so harshly for the way you decide to grieve your baby yeah and this whole incident just really showed me that people are mad because there was the people judging the fact that she was posting on social media and then there were the extreme people who kept bringing up pizzagate yeah and then there was some stupid ass there was a there was a stupid man who said oh oh um Chrissy now I hope you can understand that babies aren't just cells I'm just like shut the flip up this Mm. is just can you read the room no on people are mad some people were saying that the baby got sacrificed all sorts of nonsense you know when you're just like I I think I went through in the comments on Twitter and I just blocked people who were speaking like that Mm. I'm just thinking that kind of madness is just really um it's not healthy. I don't want it to ever have the potential to reach me. It's very easy to judge others. It's very easy to say, well, if it was me, I would have done this. I would have done that. Shut up. It wasn't you. It was her. And she she went through it. She did the best she could. And she wanted to post about it. And you know how many women since that have come out and said, well, I had a miscarriage too. Or why is it that a miscarriage has to be hidden, but a baby can be celebrated? Like, Do you have any good news? Well, like good news in my life. Just just things to celebrate to bring us up from this really sad mood. From this really sad mood. 
Um, oh, I'm I'm befriending cats, so that's something. Yeah, you're you're moving away from being a plant mom to a cat mom. That's oh, I can do both simultaneously. That's true. Well, multi multi dimensional woman here. Um, I don't know what else. What what's been positive that's been going on? I was living the life of a housewife, and I made um spinach vegan spinach and ricotta ravioli yeah vegan spinach yeah. and ricotta ravioli from scratch i felt mm-hmm. very accomplished doing that making pasta was it your first time making pasta it was the second time but i did it yeah. did it it was good and, and we're going to to cambridge to visit our friend tomorrow oh yeah that is exciting i'm looking forward to that yeah Sorry, guys, the world is shit again, but we We have tried our best. (laughs) I hope you guys have enjoyed (laughs) this week's episode. Uh, Feel free to follow us on socials at rtpence, that is O-U-R, the number two, P-E-N-C-E. I have been Vivian. And I have been Leah. Thank you very much, guys. See you soon. Bye.